Good morning and welcome to the house of the Lord. We want to welcome you to Grace Summit Church this morning. And those of you that are watching online, we welcome you this morning. We're going to worship the Lord in just a few minutes. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me as we begin the service today. Father, we thank you for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, Lord. And we ask your blessings on this service this morning and the blessings on our worship, Lord. Help us to hear what we need to hear and see what we need to see and understand what we need to understand. And we bless your name. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's give him praise this morning. Amen. He's good. Amen. He's good in all things. Amen. Amen. We're going to worship him and praise him this morning. Let's sing this out. I'm coming with a heart of worship. I'm coming with a heart of worship. I'm bringing in a brand new song. I'm ready to see the unthinkable. I'm ready for a miracle. Hearts praying for a fresh encounter. Souls looking for the living God. I'm ready for a real revival, oh Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire, Holy Spirit, fall in this place, fill our hearts, Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire, Holy Spirit, come, oh Holy Spirit, come. He's here in this place this morning. Let's sing this. We're on the edge. We're on the edge of a new beginning. God, we know you have so much more. We're looking to a new horizon. We're praying for your rain to pour. An overflowing of true redemption. An overflowing of your kingdom. We're ready for a real revival. Oh, Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, fall in this place. Fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. This next part of the song is my favorite. Oh, can you feel it? Heaven is reaching. Let's sing this. Oh, can you feel it? Heaven is reaching. Oh, can you hear it? Our God is speaking. Oh, can you see it? He's got your healing. Oh, just receive it. Receive the freedom. Oh, can you feel it? Heaven is reaching, oh can you hear it? Our God is speaking, oh can you see it? He's got your healing, oh just receive it. Let's sing this one more time, oh can you? 
Oh, can you feel it? Heaven is reaching down. Oh, can you hear it? Our God is speaking. Oh, can you see it? He's got your healing. Oh, just receive it. Receive the freedom. Come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, come in this place. Fill our hearts. Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit, come. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. We thank you, God. Come and have your way. He's good, amen. He's good, amen. Let's praise him this morning. In Jesus' name, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence that is here with us this morning in this room. We thank you for the power that you've given us once we accept you into our hearts, that you filled us with to exert your name, to bring us through the trials, Father God. Whatever may come, whatever may happen, we know that you're taking us through it. In Jesus' name, let's sing this out, Out of the Wilderness. Out of the wilderness Into your deliverance Look where I'm standing now These hands that once were chained Now lifted high in praise Look where I'm standing now Look where he's brought us Look where I'm standing now I stand on the chain breaking Miracle making Powerful name of Jesus On the body raising Prodigal saving Powerful name of Jesus led by led by your mighty hand into the promised land look where I'm standing now you carried the cross for me and now I'm a child of the king look where I'm standing now where I'm standing now Woo! I stand on the chain breaking miracle making powerful name of Jesus on the body raising prodigal saving powerful name of Jesus hallelujah I'm free Hallelujah, I'm free. Jesus, my Savior, rescued me. Hallelujah, I'm free. Hallelujah, I'm free. 
Jesus, my Savior, rescued me. Hallelujah, I'm free. Let's sing that out. Hallelujah, I'm free from all things. Jesus, my Savior, rescued me. Hallelujah, I'm free. I stand on the chain breaking, miracle making, powerful name of Jesus. On the body raising, prodigal saving, powerful name of Jesus. On the chain breaking, miracle making, powerful name of Jesus. On the body raising, prodigal saving, powerful name of Jesus. Hallelujah, I'm free. Hallelujah, I'm free from all things. Yes, I am. Jesus, my Savior, rescued me. Hallelujah, I'm free from sickness. Hallelujah, I'm free. Death has no hold. Jesus, my Savior, rescued me. Hallelujah, I'm free. Oh, we thank you, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I'm free from all things. In Jesus' name, from addiction, from depression, from anxiety, from stress, from worry, from a broken heart, Father God, I'm free. In Jesus' name. No longer who live but Christ in me for I've been born again my heart is free the hope of heaven before me the grave behind hallelujah you brought me back to life let's sing that again no longer who live but Christ in me for I've been born again my heart is free the hope of heaven before me the grave behind hallelujah you brought me back to life yes he did let's sing that one more time no longer who live but Christ in me for I've been born again my heart is free the hope of heaven before me the grave behind hallelujah you brought me back to life in Jesus name he is good in all things he saved us from all things. He protected us from all things every step of the way, whether we realized it or not. He's had provision and blessings waiting for us on the other side in all things. 
Whether we've felt it, whether we've seen it, whether we thought that he cared, he has every step of the way. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No longer I who live, but Christ in me. For I've been born again, my heart is free. The hope of heaven before me, the grave behind. Hallelujah, you brought me back to life. I won't forget the moment I heard you call my name Out of the grip of darkness Into the light of grace Just like Lazarus Oh, you've brought me back to life Where there was dead religion Now there is living faith All of my hope and freedom are found in Jesus' name. Just like Lazarus, oh, you brought me back to life. No longer I who live, but Christ in me, for I've been born again. My heart is free, the hope of heaven before me, the grave behind. Hallelujah, you brought me back to life. When something says I'm guilty, I'll point to the price you paid. When something says I'm not worthy, I'll point to the empty grave Just like Lazarus Oh, you brought me back to life no longer I who live but Christ in me For I've been born again My heart is free The hope of heaven before me The grave be brought me back to life how can i begin to thank you for all that you've done for me jesus to fully praise you it will take all eternity just like lazarus oh you brought me back to life, oh, you brought me back to life, oh, you brought me back to life, oh, you brought me back to life, yes, he did in Jesus' name. No longer I who live. 
Christ in me, for I've been born again. My heart is free, the hope of heaven before me, the grave behind. Hallelujah, you brought me back to life. No longer I who live, but Christ in me, for I've been born again my heart is free the hope of heaven before me the grave behind hallelujah you brought me back to life hallelujah can i have an amen amen who's alive oh come on y'all just said a good amen who's alive amen glory to god amen we are alive. Hey, we are alive. Amen. I, I, I want to do something. We did this last week. And um, is that that same song playing? Oh, thank you. Um, um, Tony, come up. I want to pray for Tony. And um, if you need hands laid on you or you want hands laid on you, just go ahead and come up. I don't know where Greg's at. Somebody find Greg for me. And um, give, me, give me a... We, um, we, we prayed for um, last week for eyes, and I think you was online and saw it, but I want to pray for eyes right now, too. Amen. Father in Jesus, now if you need, again, if you want prayer, or if you need prayer, just come up. Are you up for here, Michael? Is Michael up for prayer? Okay. Father in Jesus, Michael, get over here. Amen. This here's the hot spot. Say, this is the radioactive center right here. So, Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for your power, your, your anointing, your goodness, in Jesus' name, for healing in both of these men. Father, that our eyes see, our ears hear, and we taste and see that the Lord is good. Thank you, Father, right now that you restore, you renew, you, you reconstruct, you patch, you do whatever needs. Amen. To um, the cornea, to the optic nerves, to the retina, to the, the vessels, the pressure, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name that these eyes see clearly that you are good and your mercy endures forever. That their eyes are not dim, nor is their natural strength abated or weakened. Amen. And Father, we walk in the promise of God. We are strong and courageous. And thank you, Father, that your word cuts to the marrow of our bone and purifies our blood. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you, Father. Amen. In Jesus' name. And we release that anointing into them. And thank you, Father, amen. for amen. healing. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. And everybody say amen. Amen. Give, come on, let's give a good hand clap. Amen. Me too. Oh, you too? Yeah. Yeah. Glazing over. Oh, really? Okay. It's got a, it's got a heart okay, everybody get back up here. Everybody get back up here. I, mean, uh, yes. I, I, I didn't know you was coming up for prayer. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm in, I'm in up and in. Father, in Jesus' name, we, we pray the same prayer of agreement with uh, Greg. We thank you, Father, for healing in his eyes. We Amen. command in Jesus' name that this uh, glazing or whatever to be gone. Amen. That uh, the, the, his eyes are clear. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. That you purify, you clear, you dissolve every impurity in these eyes. In Amen. Jesus' name, every infection has to go. In the name of Jesus, healing flows into this body, Amen. makes it whole, Amen. and these eyes see. These eyes see. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. You have created these eyes to see. In Jesus' name. 
in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God, for your healing power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the power and the heat of God, burning out chaff, burning out uh, impurities. In Jesus' name. And everybody amen. says, amen. 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 I got too many. Amen. Will everybody say amen? Yeah, please. <laughs> amen. Well, you may be seated. Okay, you are seated. Okay, amen. Thank, thank y'all for following that directive early. Glory to God. Amen. Well, good to be here. Good to have everybody. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Joel chapter 3. I want us to, as we get ready to give today, uh, just using this verse and... Uh, uh, we, we quote it sometimes um, a little wrong, but it's still in the right spirit, the way we quote it. This is Joel chapter 3. It says, beat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks into spears, and let the weak say I'm strong. A lot of times you'll hear people say too, let the poor say I'm rich. Um, it, it's not in that verse, and that's usually where it's attributed to, but that's still in the spirit of the words of what it's of saying here. Because again, um, one of the reasons why it says beat your plowshares into swords, the, the Israelis, the, the Hebrew people, did not have swords. Uh, many times they were prohibited from having swords. Uh, so they did have plowshares. Well, you know, I, I don't know about you, I, I'd, I'd rather have a good sword, if that's the weapon of the day. But if I ain't got a sword, I'll take an axe, or I'll take a hoe, or I'll take a shovel, I'll take whatever you got. Can I have an amen? amen. So, but he's trying to get them to change their mindset from farming into a warfare mindset to, 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 to get them to transition. Now, who in here has ever been in the military? Raise your hand, say amen. 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 And everybody say, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Or hold your hand up again. Hold your hand up again. Don't put it down so quick. Everybody turn and look up and say, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. But who in here went to boot camp? Now, I didn't go to boot camp. Uh, I did, I was in this, uh, you know, uh, Civil Air Patrol, and they ran it like a boot camp. It was only a week, wasn't 12, 13. They say it takes somewhere, you know, who's ever heard 21 days to create a new habit? That's, that's hogwash. It takes usually 12 weeks to create a, a strong habit. Now, you might start it in three, but they say to, to create a strong life habit is 12. Well, when you go into boot camp, guess what? You get up a certain time, you do a certain way, you do it their way, they don't care about what your way is, they change your thinking. Is that right? Am I right? And I mean, I, you know, you, you got people, and I mean, I had a guy one time, and he said he went through boot camp, and he said I had a, he goes, I had a guy in my boot group, uh, you know, squad, he said one, one of them was black, hated white people, one of them was white, hated black people. He goes, you know what my DI did? I said, put them together. He said, buddy, those two guys lived together, ate together, slept together. He said, everything. He said, in 12 weeks, best friends. So what was he, what's the process? There's something there to change that mindset. God here is trying to get them to change their mindset. And it is so evident today, because you can hear people, instead of saying, you know, thank God, God beats my needs, God's more than enough. What do they talk about? Man, I don't know how we're going to pay American Express. Don't know how we're going to do this. Don't know how we're going to get car tires on the car. I mean, I, you just, I can't sell my house. I got a pastor friend in Charlotte. Now, he's probably passed away now. I hadn't seen him, in, I hadn't seen him since I moved to Georgia. And he was old when I left Charlotte. 
I ain't going to tell you how old he was because some of y'all might be that old. Can I have an amen? Okay. But that was 20 years ago when I was in my 30s. And uh, he was probably, he was probably in his early mid-70s then. But he was wealthy. Man, he was wealthy. He owned blocks of Charlotte. And he pastored just because he, you know, had that in his heart. Didn't need to, didn't have to. Well, he had this building that he had bought on out of a bankruptcy. And he had to take a bunch of money out and it wasn't written up. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't leasing it out. And he kept, he'd go over there every day, just talk to it. Let the weak say, I'm strong. And every day, he said, every day, he said, he, said, I, he goes, I've made up my mind, Satan can either talk to me or I can talk to him. He said, I decided I'm gonna talk to him a whole lot more than he ever talks to me. So he'd go over there. And he said, he actually got within months, just within two months of losing it. Because he couldn't get it scheduled, couldn't get it filled. And he said, I just, he goes, I never gave up. He says, I know the Lord told me to buy that. He said, so I did. And the last time I was with him preaching, last time I saw him, we, we ate at the restaurant in his building that they were leasing. And he looked at me and he said, buddy, this building's bringing in a lot of money for the kingdom. And then he stopped, he says, but I had to speak over it. Let the weak say I'm strong. And he says, and God moved in this issue. Can I have an amen? So as we get ready to give, hold your offering in your hand, however you give. I don't have my, I don't have my thing with me, but I'm, I can, but I can hold my wallet. And um, I joked last week. Uh, I think I joked about Regina telling people how much to give. Was that last week? And I said to Regina because I said something about spelling something, and she knew it. And uh, somebody actually left their wallet here last week. And uh, so don't do that because uh, if we find it. You're going to give an offering. Can I have an amen? Maybe, maybe you didn't know about it, but you're going to give an offering. Praise God. I'm teasing. Uh, hold your offering in your hand. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now that you meet every need we have. That, Father, we don't even really need to pray about that. You've already promised, and we believe that promise. So, Father, we'll be just like uh, Joel. We'll let the weak say, I'm strong. We'll let the poor say, I'm rich. We'll, let the, we'll, we'll speak what you've already promised. And that is that you meet every need we have according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But Father, for everyone giving, I thank you, Father, that their offering is blessed. We honor you with our tithe. We honor you with our first fruits. And we thank you, Father, that you meet every need uh, and that you receive those offerings um, with the, um, because we give it cheerfully, joyfully, uh, not begrudging or of necessity. We give it with the proper heart. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of God being upon our life. Thank you, Father, for the blessing of God being upon our church, that you meet every need. And Father, you bring more than enough in every week to meet every need that we have. Thank you, Father, that the septic money all come in and the extra that we need for that comes in too. Thank you, Father, that all the needs for everything else, for equipment comes in because you always meet every need. Thank you, Father, that you always bring in more than enough so that we can give to missions, so that we can honor you uh, as we join and partner with those who work overseas and in America to make a difference for the gospel. And Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give.
want to encourage if we give me the uh, if that's ready I don't know we got up there um, on October 15th uh, we're having a baptism everybody say baptism and uh, we've been we're way overdue on a baptism for the 15th and if you would like to be baptized email me at info at org so we can make sure we have everything uh, I always like to give out a certificate to honor that I want to celebrate that, I want to encourage and make sure everybody knows. I also sometimes like to teach a little bit right before that. Uh, we may do that because who in here knows water baptism doesn't save you? That's right. Amen? Come on, give me a good amen. amen. If, if that's the case, you'd be saved every day. You'd have gotten saved a long time ago when you took a bath <laughs> and, um, or playing in the pool. And, uh, but thank God it is a representation of the work of God in our life and what God is doing. And who in here saved? Amen. And uh, so if you're saved and never been baptized, I want to encourage you to uh, join us if you've been baptized before but want to uh, experience that again fresh. Uh, you're welcome to do that too, and I would encourage you to. Uh, somebody says, well, you know, I, how often should I get baptized? I'm going to say this as often as you need to. Can I have an amen? I mean, you, you, might, you might be a once a week person. Some people need to take communion once a week. Some people don't take it once a week. Some people don't want to take it ever. I don't understand that at all. Some people don't want to come to church. I don't understand that at all. Can I have an amen? Okay. But you need to come, you need to do it if, if, you, if you feel that in your heart. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, try to read some and go quick and watch my time. Everybody say, I'm believing for a miracle. <laughs> that Pastor Chris, come on, say it. Pastor Chris, okay, okay, okay. Uh, and, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase some things, so if I, if, I, if I jump past something or maybe you missed something, just go back online and look last week. Uh, chapter uh, one, verse four of 1 Corinthians says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And everybody say amen. amen. That is a beautiful faith-filled, positive, upward-looking perspective of the Corinthian church, who at that very moment was dealing with sectarianism, sexual immorality, marriage divorce issues, foods being offered to idols, misappropriating the Lord's Supper, misappropriating and misusing spiritual gifts, and the resurrection of the dead. Two, four, six, seven major issues, and yet he thinks off, he talks off, I thank my God concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and knowledge. These people do not sound like they have been enriched with all utterance and knowledge. Can I have an amen? amen. But yet Paul speaks to them that way. Now, uh, in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm just kind of doing this real quick to kind of give a basis for where we're going today. Um, Verse 9 says, Eyes not seen, ear heard, nor has entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So everybody say, if you're born again, now if you're not born again, you can't say this. But if you're born again, say, I have, I have received, received revelation, revelation through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. 
Now in verse 13, it says, well, verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but we could say it this way. These things we also speak, which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, if you you jump ahead in 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, jump back, 1 Corinthians chapter 26. I want to read this. I'm going to call this today, if you want to write a title down, I always like titles when I do notes. Uh, I'm going to call this Not to Were. Everybody say that with me. Not, Not to Were. Now I'm going to say this right quick. Everybody, everybody, if you're taking notes, stop. This is probably one of the most, in my conviction, controversial perspectives of faith and believing out there today and what I'm about to teach in some ways. It's not, if you look at it, and and I'll prove it, but for some people it is. And sometimes it's just perspective and it's terminology that messes people up. Now, if I forget, everybody say this with me, camp meeting. Okay, if I forget somewhere along the line, I want somebody to yell out camp meeting. And I'll, and I'll remember my, my, my path that I got to take to prove that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says, For you see your calling, brethren, that, many, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. So he's, he's, he's pointing out again that according to the flesh, carnal, now, I didn't use this uh, today, but we found last week, you can find it again, there's three different types of people in the Bible God, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, always deals with. He deals with spiritual people. He deals with uh, unborn-again people. And then he deals with carnal people. Spiritual people are saved and walk in a revelation of Christ. Carnal people are saved but are not mature. And then the unborn again, or, or heathen people, or whatever you want to call it, you know, unknown that they haven't converted, they have not received the, uh, in, uh, they've not received Christ through the Holy Spirit, they've not received any of that revelation, and so they don't walk in that. So here he says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. This is verse 27. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. The base things of the world and the things which are to despise, God has chosen. The things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. Everybody say not Not. to were. Now there is a, a, a teaching, and some people think it just came out like, you know, 75, 85 years ago. And it is called calling things that be not as though they were. Now that passage, if you will, if you got your Bible in um, Romans chapter four, says in verse uh, 17, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Romans 4, 17 says, as it is written, this is God speaking, I have made you a father of many nations. Now when God said that to Abram, he wasn't a father of many nations. We can look back on that, but when he said that, he wasn't. But yet God told him, I have made you this. I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Now that's new King James. King James says, calling those things that be not as though they were. Not to were. 
Now again, that gives some people theologically, everybody say camp meeting. Camp meeting. So camp meeting. I, I remember this this week, and that's why I'm, I'm telling this. I remember. I went to a camp meeting, Church of God camp meeting. Everybody say, thank God for Church of God. And, come on, say it, say it, say it, say it. Thank God for Church of God. Okay, I got to get y'all woke up. I don't want you to get sleep. So we're, me and my dad go to Church of God camp meeting. Well, camp meeting for, uh, my dad was like reunion. He went to college with a bunch of these guys. So we'd go and sit and about, I don't know, 15, 1,800, 25, huge, huge auditorium. Well, a great minister of the gospel by the name of T.L. Lowry was there. Who's ever heard of Dr. T.L. Lowry? Love Dr. T.L. Lowry. T.L. Lowry was a man of strong faith who had a healing ministry back in the days of the 50s with the tents. Uh, I, I don't know. He was old to me then. He was probably only 60 or something. And, um, but I mean, he was just a strong preacher. I still remember one lady walked up on the platform and he goes, sister, she had crutches. He goes, do you believe? He had that, you know, gravelly preaching his voice out, screaming, you know, and uh, he always cracked me up every service, every service all week. Church, I'm just so weak and tired. I've just been seeking God and I'm tired. Mr. Soundman, could you give me some more volume? It wouldn't be 15 minutes. He's on the front pew standing up. My just screaming out and I'm thinking tired nothing can I have an amen he's ready to go and this woman he walked up to him on the platform and he goes and he goes sister do you believe God's going to heal your leg now again she's in rap and she's crutches she goes I do he grabbed one crutch and again mid 60s maybe he pops it throws it aside grabs the other crutch pops it throws it aside well she better get healed can I have an amen <laughs> She ain't got no option but believe. He laid hands on her. She fell out under the power of God, stands up, walks off that platform just as well as she can be. So a strong man of faith. One night he's preaching on, and this is the title, God can move your mountain. Well, who believes that? Say amen. amen. So he took for his text a verse that I love, Mark 11, 22, 23, and 24. So he's preaching. Now, some people believe Kenneth Hagin wrote those words because Kenneth Hagin preached on those verses so much. And so he, so TL's preaching. Well, I gotta be honest. I've listened to Kenneth Hagin. I've listened to Kenneth Copeland. I.'ve listened to all the, all the, A.A. Uh, a. Allen or, or Roberts. I've, I've listened to other, I've listened to um, um, Jack Coe. I've listened to many of those guys preach on that passage. And up to this point, TL, Dr. TL hadn't said anything that differentiates from that passage. And all of a sudden, he's just preaching along, and again, I don't know, two, three thousand, just packed place. Me and my dad sitting over this way. Second section back. If you sat in the first section, you could get hurt. Can I have an amen? I mean, that's when you know, people start running and stuff. And so we always sat one section back so we'd be, we wouldn't get maimed. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, T.L.'s just preaching, and all he gets his Bible, and he throws it down. He goes, church, that name it and claim it stuff won't get it. I'm telling you, me and my dad looked at each other, bumped hands. I hadn't heard him preach anything yet that sounded any different from Amy Simple McPherson, Jack Coe, A.A. Allen, Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagan, Kenneth. They were all preaching the same thing. And I looked at my dad, my dad looked at me. He goes, that name it and claim it. Who's ever heard that phrase, name it and claim it? Blab it and grab it. Now who in here knows that if you take what I'm preaching and go off on a wrong tangent, you can make error out of anything in the scripture. That's where heresy comes from. But I'm telling you, I mean like 20, again, however many it is, 90% of people jump up on their feet, start clapping, jerking, jerking and shaking, working. I mean, they're just shouting. I mean, woo, praise. That's right. That's right. That's right. T.O. goes, church, 
But if we will stand on God's word, speak God's word over our mountain, believe it in our heart that that mountain shall be moved, God will move that mountain. I looked at my daddy. I said, Daddy, that's the same thing all those big names have ever preached that I've heard. So what was messing those people up from receiving revelation was not the revelation, it was terminology. Because they had been heard. Now again, if you take certain things to an extreme, you'll make error out of anything. And I've met, I mean, I've I've seen certain preachers preach, and I'll be honest, what they preach is true. But they'll take it to an extreme, and they, 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 they thwart it, they pervert it. Now again, not to were is a biblical principle. It is a biblical principle that controls our life. Now we don't see it that way, but I'm gonna throw this out. Who in here is saved? Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna give me a good amen like a happy amen. Don't give me an amen like you're just about to go die. Can I have an amen? Or, or you just got pulled over by, by a police officer and you're gonna get a ticket. Who in here is born again, going to heaven, loves Jesus, say amen. Okay. Who in here remembers when you weren't? And God's dealing with you. And you got conviction in your life and heart. And you come down to the front of the church, the back of the car, you're listening to somebody on the radio, you're at the Billy Graham thing, whatever you are at, an invitation's given and you give it. And you you receive and you come to respond. How do you get saved? If you will believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead and say with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Now, wait a minute. If I am unsaved, he's not my Lord. It would be entirely, because you meet these people, I ain't saying nothing unless it's true. Then you ought to stand here, coming to Jesus and say, I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell. Because you are a sinner and going to hell. There ain't nothing righteous in you. No, not one thing. Your righteousness is as filthy rags. Is that right? But yet, what do you do to get saved? You come down and you say something that is not, and it becomes a word. Jesus is Lord. And all of a sudden, everything changes. You have now said something that is a not, because Jesus is not your Lord. Does everybody follow me on that? So see, it works on every principle basic to the, to the basic entity of salvation. Now, we get, we get messed up in that. But why? Because some people have taken not to were, and that's my new phrase for it, and I like it, because I can make it sound weird, not a were. Can I have an amen? Are you being a not a were? And nobody will know what I'm talking about. They'll think I'm praying in tongues. And uh, so not to were. And you can take that, and you can go to extremes. Well, you know, and I've met people, I've met people who are just, bless their hearts, dear God, help them, just nuts. They're space cadets. <laughs> And they'll take not to worry and go off. Well, you know, this is happening. This is how, you know, I had a friend one time and um, he's still a friend, but I hadn't seen him in years, his high school friend. And we're in a rainstorm and we had just left a service and he's running through the parking lot, kind of juggling. He goes, I'm not wet. I'm not wet. I'm not wet. I want to go, no, but you're stupid. No, but you're stupid. Can I have an amen? He was getting wet. So what is the basis of the not to were? In all situations, it should be the word of God. Amen. Always. 
When we talk on those things, we have a firm foundation. That's why Paul said, these things we speak. You got to watch what you speak. Now, again, we're talking about, from David, developing our divine destiny, fulfilling our divine potential. Isn't it aggravating to think you can have a child that you're given all the resources to, all the benefit to, all the money to, all the opportunity to, and yet they won't accept it. They won't receive it. And who's ever met somebody like that? There was a golfer, big golfer, who's ever heard of Arnold Palmer? Jack Nicklaus? Uh, Gary Player? Billy Casper? See, but but you don't know, most, most people don't ever hear about Billy Casper, he's kind of disappeared. The guy who did marketing for Billy Casper did the same for Jack and for Arnold, but Casper, um, he was a Mormon, but a very integral man. And so he didn't like the business practices of that guy, so he, he dropped him, and so everybody's kind of forgotten him. He, he, wanted, he, he was a huge golfer. Had like nine kids, eight, nine, 10. He had a lot of kids, gonna have an email, okay. Three's a lot, but... And I saw him interviewed one time, and I think about this, and it breaks my heart every time. I, every time, I mean, it just, oh, God, hurts me. And one of his sons died and committed suicide uh, from drugs. And uh, he looked at the camera, and the guy asked him, he said, do you, do you, what happened there? And he said, you know, he said, I have no idea. Now, today, if a professional golfer, there, you know, they have a caddy. The caddy is usually a professional caddy. Back when he played, they just got whoever. And a lot of times you'd go to a course, there'd be people uh, just standing out there and say, do you need a caddy? Okay, you know, so, so it wasn't like it is today. And he said, you know, he goes, all my sons, he said, I let caddy for me. He said, all those years I, I traveled. He goes, I gave that boy every opportunity. I spent just as much time with him as I, as I did anybody else. He goes, I mean, again, it hurts me to think about it because I think of my own son and my own kids. And to have a, if you got a good father's heart, you get this. And he just kind of teared up. He says, I never could reach him. He says, I don't know why. He said, there was just something in him. He said, I never could reach. And yet as a father, he had given him just as much opportunity, just as much potential, just, you know, spending the time with him, trying to invest in him. And yet that son would not accept or receive that. Now, see, that's how sometimes people or Christians are when they don't accept what I'm gonna call not to work revelation. Amen. They'll work against. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Why? When God looks at you, he don't see weak. He sees Jesus. In fact, I'll throw this out. Everybody look at me. Does, Jesus, does God love you less than he does Jesus? No. Not a bit. In fact, he doesn't love Jesus any more than he loves you. And that will bother people theologically because there's Jesus and then there's us somewhere else. But if you know what, your problem is if you'll talk about yourself that way, that's what you develop. Because knots become words. I've said this, I regret. I, this is, you know, I, I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but this is a regret, preaching regret. I wish I'd have kept a notebook of all the stories of all the people I've met who've talked either bad or good in their life that I've met, and it came to pass. And a lot of them, it's the bad. I had a hospital visit one time. Go up there, we pray hand, we lay hands, and actually a, a Kenneth Hagin story reminded me of this. 
while we're praying, because I can, while we're praying, I can tell ain't nothing changing in this woman. This woman's had a massive uh, stroke. She's in her uh, mid, late 40s, and I mean, massive stroke. Doctors give no hope. We're praying nothing. It's like, it's like praying for a rock. And so I'll go up there two or three times, and finally one night we're sitting out in the lobby in the, the hospital room, you know, and there, she's in ICU, and we're praying and stuff. And all of a sudden the mom says, you know, she said, she did the strangest thing a couple weeks ago. And I said, what, well, you know, the mom, the grandmother, said, what do you mean a couple weeks? She says, oh, she goes, it's been some months now. She said, but she did the strangest thing. She goes, well, I, you know what? She goes, she came up to me and she said, mama, I need you to make sure you understand all my particulars of life, because I'm not going to live much longer. I've always said I'll never see 50. I always said I'll never see 50. I always said I'll never see 50. She never saw 50. And you meet people. They'll say things. Not to were. Now, I had a guy look at me one time, and he fussed at me. Preacher. I mean, as a pastor. And he fussed at me. He's an older guy. And he comes up to me one day after service. He goes, you don't preach enough about sin. I said, well, brother, what sin do we need to deal with? I said, what sin do you believe in the church we need to be addressing? I said, I do preach on righteousness. I do preach on, you know, right living. I said, I'll address quite often every now and then, uh, you know, uh, sexual things. I, I don't do that a lot. Sometimes we got really small kids in here and I like to respect that. Mm-hmm. Amen, I don't wanna be too graphic. Amen. Can I have a good amen? amen. You know I mean? And I don't know who's watching. So I, you know, so I got some perspective on that. But so we'll talk about that. Who in here has ever heard me address racism? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> it was my beloved eyeglass cleaner. Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, uh, who's ever heard me address lying? Yeah. What not? Not walking in lo- gossip. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I detest gossip probably more than about anything else. Okay, so you know you, you get all that. So this guy's mad at me. You ought to be preaching more on that. I said, well, well, what sins do I really need to address? Drinking, smoking, what? Being overweight? Well, my God, if I want to run the church off, preach on that, amen, my God. I'll lose half my church. I said, you know, I didn't say that deal. This is years ago. I said, I said what, what, what? Well, you know what I'm talking about. You just need to preach more on sin so people live right. I said, well, brother, I said, uh, you know, I said, one, I said, um, I'm not going to do that. Not the way you want. I said, because just talking about sin does not create a righteousness consciousness. And if you'll walk righteous, you won't sin. I said, so my conviction is if I get people to look at Jesus and imitate Jesus, I ain't got to worry about the sin. I really wish I'd have looked at him and said, brother, what sin are you dealing with that I need to address? Because most people who want sin preaching are dealing with issues. But one of the reasons they deal with the issues is they've not learned the not to were. They talk more about the sin. Now I'm gonna throw something out. Somebody told me this, that Jesse DePlanta said this, and I, I, I've heard him say something similar. Um, who in here knows it's possible to live and not sin? I say, I didn't get a lot of amens on that. Because culture says, oh, we just sin all the time. We just need, we just need God's grace and mercy because we just sin all the time. You, know, you, you ever met somebody who's about 900 years old and they're in a retirement community and they're watching, you know, Christian television? Say 
What, 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 are they, what are they doing to sin? Thinking back in their heart of hearts. Again, when I was eight, I went up to receive the Holy Spirit at a, I'm sorry, 10, at a Church of God camp meeting. And I had this guy look at me and he said, son, have you gotten sin out of your life? And I was like, and I didn't know where to go with that comment. I'm like, well, I'm born again. And then he goes, well, have you been sanctified? Well, I didn't know what he meant. And I told a pastor friendly years later, I said, he asked me if I'm sanctified. I said, well, I know sanctified means to be set apart. I said, I believe, I've been, you know, I, I didn't know how to articulate this then, but this is later. I said, I believed I had been set apart because the blood of Jesus had made me new. He said, oh, he didn't mean that. He said, he wanted a good, he said, he wanted your cigarettes on the stage and your makeup off. And he said, you know, he goes, he, that's a good sanctifying service back in them days. I said, brother, I was 10 years old. I didn't have cigarettes. Can I have an amen? I didn't have no whiskey bottle to throw on the stage. I mean, what did I have? Mean note about my teacher? I mean, what? And I like my teachers. Because I told y'all, after the, in the third grade, my mom threatened to run me over with a car, and I fell in love with teaching right then. I fell in love with school. So you have to watch those not to words. But if, if you'll start talking about the love of God and the goodness of God, and the grace of God and how God's working in your life and how everything's going good. Wow, because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I mean, how that God's gracious to me. Goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Have you ever thought of this? You know, the Bible says, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not uh, want or I do not lack. Leaves me beside the, you know, the still waters, uh, paths of righteousness. And then it says he leaves me. You know, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. You know who led you to the valley of the shadow of death? No, the shepherd. The shepherd did. But that's why we don't fear evil. Because we got a shepherd with us. And his rod and his staff, they do comfort me. So who in here knows I can look at the shadow of evil, of death, which again is a shadow, and a shadow of a dog never bit anybody. Can I have an amen? So don't worry about those shadows. But I can just sit there and enjoy You know why? Because he's with me. I ain't got to worry about that. Why don't I focus on him instead of the shadow of death? But most people don't do that. Because you know what? Shadow of death sells tapes, books, CDs, instills fear, stirs people up, gets everybody worked up. If you want to get everybody worked up, you got everybody got to have got to have something to fight against. That's a good political thing. You ought to make sure you don't fall for that. Oh man, we got we got to get the Democrats out. Got to get the Republicans out. Got to get this out. Got to get that out. I have determined in my 57 years of study, they're about all the same. Can I have an amen? They just want some money and to get reelected. They're about the same. They'll do anything, whatever. Got a principle? We'll compromise in a minute. Just get me elected. But your words need to be good knots to great words, not bad knots, to worse words. Again, that woman said all of her, most of her life, I'll never live to be 50. I need you, mama, to make sure you take care of my kids because I'm not gonna live that long. Massive stroke. And again, I'll say this, if I didn't have scripture for not to worth theology, I'd still believe it. I'd still believe words matter because of my grandma. I had a grandma who, my mom's mom, bless her heart. I, I feel sorry for her, but she did it because she got sympathy. That's why I, I said this last week, I, 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 I fought for my healing heart and, I, and, I, and I'm adamant about it. I'm gonna always be adamant about it because when I was a kid, I loved being sick because I got sympathy. And I, and I broke that spirit off of me. But my grandmother never did. She loved all the sympathy. 
oh, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. You okay? You okay? You okay? Oh, I'll be okay. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. Oh, do Lord, do Lord, do Lord, do Lord, do Lord, do Lord. You need something. Just, it's okay, baby. I'll be okay. And then you let something happen that she wants. Buddy, she takes off like a rocket. Can I have an amen? <laughs> Shoot across the room. You, you want to go, what happened? <laughs> Did Jesus miraculously appear and touch you? <laughs> go across the room. Get all, get all excited. But I watched her for years say, I know I'm going, to have the, I'm going to have the sugar. Diabetes. I just know I'm going to have the sugar. I just know I'm going to have arthritis. Arthur, because you know Arthur comes to visit me quite often. Well, you need to tell Arthur to go back to hell. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Because that ain't of God. Not to worry. Again, Abraham... Just real quickly, because I got two minutes. Abram was called Abram in Genesis 17. Yeah. Let me make sure if my, if my, if my, because I'm not going to read all this, but I'll make sure I give you the right reference. Genesis 12. I'm sorry, Genesis 12. And all that means is exalted father. Abram. Well, you can be a father type figure. That just means you're an exalted father. Now, that does still imply giving ch ch children, but at that time, too, you could still adopt. But in uh, Genesis, and, and he was about 75 there. In Genesis 17, he's 99. 24 years later, he's been given the promise he will be a father. But 24 years later, God changes his name to Abraham which means father of nations. In one year, after changing his name, he has Isaac. One year. He had been believing for 24 years. Throw this out. You can believe a long time, but until you get your believing and your wording congruent, you work against yourself. It's hard. Again, why do some people struggle to live for Jesus, especially in old Pentecostalism and legalistic services? Why? Because they do not settle certain issues in their mouth. Well, you know, I'm just dealing with sin. Sin's got a foothold on me. I mean, I tell you right now, like I, I, you know, for me, I heard a guy, he told this joke, but he said, I just want to give God the glory. Satan tempted me three times today. And thank God I overcome two of them. Can I have an amen? Well, you know, who in here knows two's better than one? And we joke about that because, you know, it ain't three for three, but hey, I'd rather somebody overcome two out of three than none out of three or one out of three. Yeah. Let's go to it. Let's, let's just beat this for a moment. Children, parenting. I've watched parents tell their kids, you ain't going to amount to nothing. Who do you think you are? I mean, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us. I've actually, I actually know grown adults now who have battled that with their parents because their parents make no money, leech off their kids, and will tell their kids, I don't know who you think you are, that you're better than us. You need to give us money. Man, my, I, I pray and hope to God like my dad did for me. My kids make a whole lot more money than I ever make. Can I have an Amen. So when I'm old and I need some place to live, they can take care of me. Can I have an amen? Because I'm living to be 120. Can I have an amen? amen. See, you, but, but why would I be against him? But again, your own voice to you, 
needs to speak of the vision of God. I remember, now here's something funny to me. I'll end. Okay. Oh, I'm counting up. Okay, so I'm done. Okay, let me say. This is something that's funny to me about church. I have preached in, in a bunch of churches, different sizes, different parts of the country. Even I've had this happen here. Preach the same message. I have this person here, get up and go. And I, you know, you hear stuff. <coughs> Y'all just pray for me. I mean, we just need God to move. I mean, God ain't doing nothing in America. I mean, we just need this. And this person over here. I mean, that's the best message I ever heard. I mean, God's moving so much. My life's so great. I mean, God is so good. Praise God. I, I, there, there's an there's online member I get texts and emails from all the time in the greatest revival of their life. They make it sound like. This happened, that happened. They take that Amos 9.13, which is from the message translation. You know, ooh, how great things are going to be rushing down the mountains of God's great verse out of the message. <clears throat> and they'll say, and they'll thank me. Send offerings. And we thank God for it. But yet, you hear people say, oh, I just don't know why God, you know what they're talking about? You know what they're believing for? You know what, you know what they've got congruently working in their heart and in their mouth? That God's word is working. Amen. And they're speaking those words over their life. Amen. You know, there's a scripture, you ought to look it up. It says when evil, this is my paraphrase, when evil words start to come out of my mouth, I will put my hand to my mouth. Amen. I will not say those words. We ought to watch our words more than anything. Yeah. I've, I've said this for years, and old Pentecostal people didn't like it when I was a kid. I would rather hear cussing, cursing, every word of cursing you can imagine. I actually prefer to hear, this is going to sound maybe weird to you. It, it, it doesn't bother me and my spirit as much to hear GD as it does when I hear somebody attribute certain acts to God that I know he didn't do. That disturbs me greatly. Because my, my, my God's a good God. And he's good and full of mercy. And it endures forever. And if you looked at me and said, Rayvon did such and such, it's going to aggravate me, but I'm also going to ignore you because I know you're a fool. Because my, my earthly dad wouldn't have done that. Growing up, I had friends who would ask if they could borrow my dad to be their dad. I said, no, but we do have a lease program working out. If you're willing to pay so much per month, I can make something happen. But my dad was a good man. But I never, but again, I just let it go. But sometimes people just say certain things and we do it as, we do it as Christians. And yet we have eternal promises where God has spoken to us. Now, now here's, here's why we don't do it as much. I would be just like everybody else. Wouldn't it be great if Jesus just appeared right here? in front of you and touched you on the head and said, listen, buddy, we need to talk a little bit. We're going to talk about your life and where you're going and what I got planned for you. I know of a number of ministers, um, some I don't know personally, a few, a couple I've met, and God did that. Jesus did that for them. And um, I don't know why he hadn't done me. I guess I didn't need it. That's the only thing I can come up to. Because whatever I need, he's willing to meet because my God shall meet all my need according 
to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So through Christ Jesus, <clears throat> so whatever thought I didn't need that or haven't needed that yet, I'm still open to it. Can I have an amen? But wouldn't it be great? Jesus just appears, puts his arm around you and says, you know what? This is gonna happen to you and that's gonna happen to you. And, and I mean, I've done this for you and I've given you grace and peace. And I mean, I'm, it's gonna all, and I love you. I love you so much. And then watch him just cry and tears run down his face as he tells you how much he loves you. And he says, you knew were worth it all. I would die again today for you. And if nobody in this eternity ever accepted me but you, I'd, I'd do it just for you because I love you. Can I have an amen? amen. He has done that. I don't need Jesus to show up to me personally and say that. I got this. And you know what Jesus said? He said that you are more blessed to have not seen and believed than to have seen and believed. Remember when he told Thomas that? So guess what? You know what you should fill your mouth with? I'm blessed. I am, a, I am achieving my divine potential. I'm walking in the will of God. Well, Pastor Chris, I can't say that if I'm not in the will of God. You did it to get saved. Why not say that now? Because you know what? I, I can use that verse in Corinthians. See, again, here's the reason you don't do it. You don't take it like this is personally written to you and about you. I can say the same thing to Corinthians. I am full in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, see, y'all got real quiet. I'll throw this one out. I have, is this not scripture? The fullness of the Godhead in me. Amen. Do what? Go up to somebody and look at them and say, I have the fullness of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit active inside my life, in me, in my heart. Well, who do you think you are? I saw you at the restaurant a couple weeks ago and you were drinking a beer. Well, that's the grace given unto me and not maybe to you. But that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not the word of God's true to me. He is working in my life. Can I have an amen? I have the healing power of God at work in my body 24 hours a day. I have the healing power of God healing my body 24 hours a day. Why? By his stripes, I was healed. And if I were, I am. Because we go from were nots to words. We always put a past tense version to it so that it becomes. Can I have an amen? amen. Father, we bow our heads and we thank you right now. There's nobody looking around, if you're at home, bow your head too. You'd say, Pastor Chris, I need to do the story of what you said to begin with. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If that's you, hold your hand up. Or you may need to rededicate your life. You've not been where you're at. You're not doing what you should be doing. Hold your hand up, hold it up high. Don't be ashamed, let's all celebrate it. Thank God, amen, no matter who you are, where you are. If you're at home, email us, info at gracesummitchurch.org. Amen, anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Let's all do this. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. Um, join hands with somebody beside you. Now, if you're married, don't get frisky. Can I have an amen? Calm down. We're still, we're still in the altar service. Amen. Hold hands to each other. Hold hands to each other. I want everybody to pray this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe and I receive that you are good. You are my shepherd. I do not want. I do not lack for any good thing. 
because you are my shepherd. And I ask you now to become real to me in every area of my life. I am a receiver of you. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you not only rose from the dead, but you are Lord. And I thank you that your blood washes me, cleanses me, and frees me from all sin, all sickness, all disease, all death, all anything that is not from you. I only receive those things from you. And I will only do those things I see you do. Help me, Father. Walk it out every day. And thank you for loving me. I love you too. With all that I have, I love you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for your great gift of life. And that you counted me even unworthy, but worthy enough to receive it by your grace and your faith. In Jesus' name. Now, everybody keep your eyes closed. If you mean that with all your heart, hold your hand up. Hold your hand up. Hallelujah. Now, let's just thank God. Say, Father, I thank you right now. Now, just thank you for a moment. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. We just worship you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would fall on us all in a supernatural way, in, in manifestation. Father, thank you right now that we receive. Everybody say this. We receive, Father, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of you, the, the fire of God in our life, in every service, it's displayed. In every action of my life, there's power. I am a witness in Jesus' name. And I am reaching out and I am bringing into the harvest people that, meet, that need you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. My church is growing. My church is alive. I am the church in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Can I have an amen? I mean, give the Lord a good hand clap. Amen. I, uh, real quick, um, if you need prayer or want to pray, if, if you raise your hand um, during the uh, prayer time, if you will come up, and I'd love to meet you. If you're a, I don't know, I don't know if, if you know where the boxes are or Sarah Beth. Maybe you can help Miss Cindy get the the boxes for visitors. And if you're a first, second, third time guest. Um, the info table is right outside that main door over there on your left, and we have a gift for you. We'd love to bless you with it. Uh, if you're online, email us. We'll send you something. Can I have an amen? Um, we want to thank you for being with us. Uh, let me see the announcements. I know a couple things are coming up. This is the end of the month. Uh, yep, I was going to say next Saturday is, um, I believe, is it next Saturday? Is that the first? No, no, it's the, okay. So it's a week from Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's what's messing me up. A week from Saturday. So it is uh, uh, the Women of Grace, um, Summit, uh, Women Encouraging Women. It'll be, uh, starts conversation and coffees at 10, and then it starts about 10.30, amen. Uh, so if you are a lady, uh, you're welcome to come, and uh, it's gonna be a great time, amen. Also, every Wednesday night, exclusive online Bible study. Um, we, we do it online, and uh, encourage you to join us. I encourage you to share it if you are watching online. Um, 
I miss doing it in person, but thank God for the internet. Uh, Saturday, October 28th, that will be our Harvest Festival. Um, it is, um, it's the rain dates on the 29th. Again, if it rains the 28th, we do it the 29th. If it rains the 29th, we do it in 24. Can I have an amen? We just throw it off a year. And um, so we'll have food and games and face painting. It's going to be a great time. Uh, fireworks will begin about 8.30. Why do we do fireworks? Why not? Can I have an amen? It's always great to blow something up. Uh, also, first Sunday, everybody say first Sunday. Uh, first Sunday, we're having chili and all the fixings. Uh, so that is October 1st. Um, is that right? The first. And so uh, that will be a week from today. And so uh, we'll have everything set up. I want to encourage you to uh, come and join us. Also, everybody look at me. Bring somebody. Bring a friend. Bring somebody. It'll be great. You'll enjoy it. Okay, next is a small group Sunday morning, <laughs> uh, 9.45 to 10.30. Uh, we're meeting in the uh, studio room right across from here. And then lastly, I think, is this, oh, no, no, Second Saturday prayer. I don't know what day that would be. Uh, 14th, October 14th. It's a little bit different uh, this month because October has five Sundays. Uh, so Second Saturday prayer at five. And then uh, we encourage you to join us. Uh, we were going to go out to eat last month, but we had things to do, everybody. So again, meet us then. Also, baptism, uh, 10, 15, 23. If you would like to be baptized in water on the 15th, uh, email me or the church at info at gracesummitchurch.org so that we can sign you up and make sure. Uh, always encourage people to do that. Now, I'll say this. Now, if you show up on Sunday morning, you want to be baptized, I'm going to dunk you. Can I have an amen? And if you got good clothes on, that's too bad. And if you got, you know, whatever, if you got clothes that are going to reveal too much, we'll just throw a sheet around you. Can I have an amen? But, but we just walk through that, uh, whatever. Uh, we do ask that you don't cannonball off the side getting into the water. Can I have an amen? Okay. Um, although I saw a hand over there raised. So, but I'll tell you this right now. If a teenager wants to cannonball, let them cannonball. Amen. I'd hold, I'd hold I'd rather them do that than do other things. Amen. So uh, anyway, stand up with me if you will. Ooh. Turn around, look at somebody and say, I believe, I believe. God, is God is good, especially to me. And if God's going to be good to anybody, God's going to be good to me. Are you not talking to me? Are you talking to them? So you're supposed to be talking to me. Pay attention, okay? Say, God is good all the time, especially to me. And if God's going to be good to anybody, it's going to be me. Because I love him and I'm looking for him. Amen? Turn around, greet each other, shake hands, be friendly. And we'll see you next Sunday.